So I actually would like to take you in the story of my life this morning as well. And yeah, like Granti said, I'm from Germany. I'm here in India for the second time. I was here before 2015 uh, in Papa's house working with Charles and Eunice after I graduated high school. And this time really changed my life to be here. Really, it was so longing and searching for direction in my life. And I wasn't actually, um, yeah, I couldn't find it um, right now at home. So I was so lost in so many ways and possibilities that it was really good to be here and come down and just focus on God, just focus on the Lord and what he wants to tell me and where he wants to guide me. And um, after this time, I went back to my place and I started studying pastoral leadership and I worked in a church as well for three years. And uh, since I left India, I still had this feeling that I really wanted to come back. I had this longing that I really wanted to come back to this place here. And uh, for me, it was kind of a struggle because I didn't know how I can do it, how I can make it able to come back because it's kind of costly. And I had a lot of responsibilities in Germany. I have my own flat. I'm living with some friends, so I need to pay rent every month. So I was like, okay, maybe God can open me ways for two weeks or something, just to come back and see how everything changed, how everything is. So I was praying for that in November 2016, I think so, or 17. Yeah, it was 17. And I met Charles in uh, the next February, so 2018, in my church. And he was like, Simona, would you like to come back to stuff at Papa's house? And I was like, wow, that actually was my wish. I wanted to come back, and now Charles is saying the same to me. And I was like, God, if you really want to, me to come back to India, you need to open ways. You need to find me, like you need to let my church send me out. You need to find people who will uh, take over my flat for the time I'm here so that I don't need to pay rent. Um, you need to uh, yeah, take care of my finances so that I'm able to come here. And I was praying it, and I was actually expecting a lot of spiritual warfare. And everything went well so smoothly. I was so impressed by God's grace, how he opened ways for me, doors for me, and how easily I could come here and how everything fall into places. So I was really blessed um, in this situation. But... Um, I don't know if you have these situations where you really feel peace. Like, I had so much peace to come back to India. I had so much peace about this idea. I had so much peace about coming back. And even if God, um, the moment when God opened me so many doors, so many possibilities, in this moment, I felt so much godly peace in my heart that it's from him, that it's his will that I come back to this place. And in this mo mo moment, I felt this peace. I was so relaxed. I was so like, wow, that's really what God wants me to do. But then, I don't know if you had these moments, if you had these moments where you really felt like, wow, that's, that's my moment. I know this is exactly where God wants me to go. But on some point, I got some doubts. I got fears in my heart that comes up. And uh, these fears, kind of, they... They come in my heart slowly, slowly. And it was like, when I was here the first time, I got some really bad skin problems. I got really, really bad skin problems. And it was hurting myself so much. Um, 
mentally and physically. So it was really hard for me to go through it. Even when I come back to Germany, I, I was directly going to the doctor and it took me one year to get rid of um, these skin problems in my face. And it was so hard to meet so many new people in this time because everyone was looking at me and actually I could see how their face was changed and they were like, what happened to you? So what is this? Why are you not doing anything against it? And I'm like, yeah, if it would be that easy, I would have done this, but it's not. So I was going through it and it was really hard for me and I was getting so much anger on God that I was like, God, I did this time for you And now I'm looking like this. Why do you let, let me go through this kind of so much suffering? Why do you let me suffer so much if I want to be your disciple, if I want to go in your, in your ways? And it took me so much time uh, until I could really relay this on God. And in this moment where I decided to come back to India, all these fears came back. It just overwhelmed me kind of. Simona, what will happen if this comes back? What if you're here in India and this comes back? What will you do? Will you stay? Will you go? Will you quit? And I was like, God, I don't know what I will do. I really don't know. And I was like questioning myself, is it a good idea still to come to India? Do I still want to go? And I don't know if you have this, but for me it was like kind of a moment. I hope this is, yeah, like where God put me on my knees, where I started praying like this man just sitting on my knees. I'm like, God, I'm asking yourself, if you want me to go, you need to, you really need to give me this promise that this is not coming back. And uh, yeah, I want to go um, with you to this topic and I call it um, invincible peace. Like how we can develop invincible peace. Like that nothing, what happens around us will actually deeply influ influences us that we are not able to walk out and step out and doing the things God wants us to do. Um, and I think all of us, we know at these moments where we get fear, where we get doubts about things we actually decided to do, or when things not, um, yeah, just come up the way we planned, not, not the way we expected them to be. And uh, then we're like kind of a little bit struggling and we're like sitting like this man on our knees and asking God for wisdom, God for like, Uh, please do something in this situation. And this morning I want to go with you and some scripture uh, from Paul um, in, the, in, in the book of the Phil, uh, Philippians. And it's the 11th book of the New Testament. And uh, Paul actually was writing this letter in prison. So before I share on reading these um, verses... I really want to give you this um, information before that you have that in mind when we're reading this um, scripture part. So Paul was in prison, but prison wasn't in this time not actually the real punishment. It was just something where you stayed until someone picked you out of prison and give you your real punishment. So it was actually kind of only a phase uh, in your life where you just needed to wait until someone is coming and saying you what actually is the real punishment you get. So nowadays, or in my place, is like you did something wrong and you will go to prison as your punishment. But that actually wasn't Paul's uh, situation. So this is something I was like, that's really interesting for myself. I don't know, I would feel like this man the whole time when I would be in prison. 
crying to God, saying like, what the heck am I doing here? Please use me. Let me get out of this prison. So let's read together. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, I was reading this with these thoughts in my mind. He is in prison. I don't know how you would feel when you are in prison, when you are facing prison because you're walking with Jesus. So I think it's a bit more heavier than having skin problems, being in prison like that. So, but what is Paul actually saying? He's saying, rejoice in the Lord always. I just marked this, rejoice. He said it twice, rejoice in the Lord, rejoice. He said, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, give thanks. And let your specific requests known to God. So I was like, okay, that sounds not like someone sitting in prison. So I think Paul wants to teach us something here. Something about how we can get this invincible peace in every situation. Because he was facing a bad situation and he still is talking about rejoice in the Lord always. And I got another verse um, in Nehemiah 8 verses 10. And do not be worried, for the, law, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. Do not be worried for the joy of the Lord. And here's something I was seeing like there's something similar in both of these verses. The joy of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. It's not that we just be like cheerful or joyful or we should rejoice in everything we see. It's the specific thing to be rejoiceful in the Lord. It has something to do with the Lord. When we will be connected with God, we will have always something to be thankful for. We have always something to be joyful for. Why? Actually, to, totally easy. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting eternal life. We have something, the moment where you and me decided to follow Jesus, we were his kids. We could go back to have a relationship with our father because he gave his son for us. Not that he wants something back from us in return. He gave it to us because he loved us so much that he couldn't like, do anything else than give everything for us so that we get a restored relationship with God. So that we have eternal life. And that is so much bigger than any circumstances we will, we will face in our, in our earthly life. And this is something, when we believe this, when we encounter this, was the cross, what Jesus did on the cross for, for us personally, that is something we can be joyful for every day. This is something we can keep in our heart and whatever faces you, I can be, I can be really thankful because Jesus did everything for me already. He saved me. I have eternal, everlasting life for him. And this is something that's so true. And we really need to keep this in our hearts, in our minds. We need to make that clear in us, that we will keep this every single minute. And this is why I want to challenge you this morning. Just tell your neighbor, you have something to be joyful for because Jesus loves you. 
Just turn around, tell it your neighbor. You have something to be joyful for. Jesus loves you. Yeah, I, I really want to encourage you. Just be like this, you know. When, when the Bible is talking about be the salt, be the light, it's not that we should be like with this face impression. We should be joyful. We should be re rejoiceful and we just should be empowered and should be empower other people that we have something we can be so lucky about that we are the chosen ones yeah and that we have something to be totally full of joy with and the second thing paul is saying here in the scripture is that we should not be worrying we should not be anxious about anything whatever circumstance whatever situation we are facing we should not be worried about anything so I don't know how many times you said to someone who's coming to you, if you have a normal talk, if I just ask like, Paul, how are you? And he's like saying something like, oh yeah, you know, I go through this and that struggle. I would be like, yeah, don't worry, Paul. Everything will be fine on some point. So you just would say this like this. So it would be totally normal to say it like it. But how often we're saying it, but it's quite hard and difficult to do it. To not worry. So often we just go and say, don't worry, don't worry, it will be fine. But it's still so hard for us to live like it. Just like, yeah, you're true, I should not worry about it. Still, you will think about it, you will think about it, and you will worry about it. And this is something Paul is saying, no, don't do this. But I think worries, I wrote something down, what worries for me um, specific are. Worries are something that keep us down. Worries tell us, We are not able to make it. You are not able to go to India again, Simona, if you are facing these skin problems again. Worries, um, they paralyze us in going for it. They want to hold you back. They want, want, don't want you to go for it. And on top of it, actually, these worry, worries we have, they will steal our inner peace. They will steal this invincible peace we have on Jesus Even if he gave us promises and we keep on holding these promises and then there will be worrying and then we're like, really? Is this really a promise God has for me? Is this really something I can rely on? And we start questioning ourselves about it. And actually it's, it's not only stealing our, our invincible peace, our inner peace, it also starts stealing our trust in Jesus. And this is something that is so important that we know this that this is the reason why Paul is saying something do not worry but we should give our worries to Jesus why? why is he saying that we should give it to Jesus and we should know that our specific request is known by God because worries we can take them and we can lay them to Jesus and if we surround them to Jesus we're actually saying something we are saying I'm not depending on my situation. I'm not depending on my strength. I'm not depending on my skills or abilities. I'm depending on your abilities. I'm depending on your will. And if you want to make it happen, then you need to do it, not me. It's actually the moment if we give worries to Jesus, if we lay them down for, to him, then we're actually saying, I'm not depending on myself. I'm depending on you, Jesus. And this is something... Um, where worries really can be turned out 
to see, hey, I believe in God. I believe in prayer because he can turn everything out the way he wants want it to be. And this is actually the reason why we should proceed why we should proceed from God's possibilities for us. We should not proceed from our possibilities because they are human. They are, they are always maybe failures. But we should proceed from God's possibilities for us. Because he, he has everything. He can do everything. God, and God, this is something I want you to keep in mind as well. God already used all his possibilities for you. In this moment where he died on the cross, in the moment where he rised, where he was risen from the dead, this moment, God used all possibilities he had already for you. And this is like the, the most important moment in your life where you accept Jesus as, as your center, as your, savior, as your savior. Because this moment decided that, God, that you are saying yes to the possibilities God used for you. God is good all the time, even if our situation isn't. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And this should be our foundation of life, that we know God is good and he takes care of me. And this is my foundation I want to really um, stand on. I think often we are making this mistake that when our situation is bad, we start thinking God is bad. And if our situation is good, we are thinking, God is good. But it's actually a lie. God is always good, even if your situation isn't. And that's something we should really keep in our minds and our hearts, that this is our foundation where we, where we stand on. And for me, a good example for that is actually are the Psalms. When you're reading Psalms, often the writer starts with um, something that, that borders him, something that happens, and he's like, how can I handle this situation? What can I do? I don't know. And um, he's full of tears and sadness. But in the end, he's always giving praise to Jesus he, or to God. He's giving praise to God in this moment. And that's something we should do as well. If we go to bad things, bad situations, we can say, God, this situation sucks. But I know you're good all the time. You're good, and that's my foundation. So even if I'm going to the wilderness, even if I'm going to the valley, I will lift my eyes to you, God, and I know you're good all the time. And this should be our, our foundation. And um, for me, it was this step, this question I had, am I trusting Jesus enough to come back? Am I trusting Jesus with everything I have? Am I trusting Jesus with my responsibilities back um, at home? Do I trust Jesus with my family? Do I trust Jesus with my relationships? Do I trust Jesus with uh, my, my health in this point? Do I trust Jesus with my finances? And uh, I, I really had this, this um, thought this morning that we maybe keep on holding something and we maybe have some chains, chains we gave ourselves that we're like holding ourselves back and that we're saying like, no, I want to keep this. I want to keep this worrying because I'm so used to, to keep this. I'm so used to have this in my life and I don't know how to live without it. But God wants us to set us free from our worrying. He wants us to keep this away from us because there's so many more things that are so much better for us. 
He has them already in store, and it's just a question, are you willing to give it to him? Are you trusting Jesus enough to give him everything that you might make your own? But it's not, it's God's, and he wants to take care of it, but you need to be willing to give it to him. And that's the question I have for you as well. What chains are you facing? What chains you have in your life you didn't give Jesus? Where are this moment where this, the things in, in your life where you're not trusting Jesus enough with? Just give it to him because he died on the cross for it as well. And God really wants to take care of you every single minute of your life. And he, he's a good father. We are singing that. And a good father, he wants to take his child. He wants to know what burdens him, what, what happens with him, what, what he's dealing with. He wants to know it and he wants to be with us. And even if our situation sucks, he wants to go with us through this situation. And this is a foundation we really need to lay. I wrote something else. Invincible peace is independent from situation and circumstances. Invincible peace is depending on our trust in Jesus. Like this, I choose this picture because this kid is like uh, throwing from his dad. And uh, it doesn't look like it's like totally afraid of what, what will happen if he will not catch me, what will happen if I fall down on, on the floor, what will happen if uh, I will break my nose or anything. This kid is full of trust. It's like my daddy will catch me. Whatever will happen, my daddy will catch me and I can be joyful right now. I can have fun right now because I will enjoy this moment because my daddy will catch me. And this is something what invincible peace in us, what real trust in Jesus will do with us as well. He will be like, hey, even if I'm totally in the air right now and someone throwed me and even there's things that could happen when I fall down. No, I'm trusting Jesus. He will catch me like a father would do it with his child. And this is something I really want to encourage you um, to step out in this trusting. Wherever you are, step out. And I think this foundation I was talking about, it's nothing that comes overnight. If you lay a foundation for a house, maybe like even for uh, um, hidden treasures right now outside, it's not something we can say we want to lay a foundation and the next day we have a foundation. It's something that develops slowly, that develops slowly, slowly, slowly. And, uh, but if you have the question, if you would just imagine yourself, you would be a house and you can choose a foundation of sand or a foundation of stone. You would all, and there is a storm upcoming, you would always choose the stone foundation because you know with the stone foundation you will be safe. But it's not that we just can say, I want to have the stone foundation and next day it's there and then you're done. It's something that develops slowly. And to develop it slowly, we need to trust Jesus and we need to make steps on the water. We need to do steps in faith. We need to step out and just give God our everything. We just need to rely on him and we just say, okay, I will, I will walk with you. I will trust you in this. And I really hope you, ha you can do the best thing out of it, even if I don't see it. Even if I just worry what will happen if I fall on the floor. And that God is staying there and saying, no, I will catch you. I will catch you, my precious daughter. I will catch you, my son. He is there for us. He really takes care of us. And uh, I actually, in my situation, I was really seeing um, that God want, wanted me to go through this similar situation again. Like for me, it was like I had this problem when I was here. I came back. I was healed. 
And now, like Simone, are you willing to go back to the same place, even if the same could happen again? Would you be trusting me right now to do it again? And this is maybe sometimes God wants want you to go through the same or the similar situation, and you're like, God, I don't want to go through this again. But He's like, Yeah, but there's there's something I want to heal your heart, and I learned something that God doesn't want to change your situation in the first place. He wants to change you in the first place. I think I wrote, wrote this down. Yeah. God doesn't want to change your situation in the first place. He wants to change you in the first place. And this is something that really, really is important. Um, maybe when you go through situations again and again and again, then you know maybe you still keep on holding some, some fear. You still keep on holding some pain in your heart you you didn't give to jesus in this moment and i experienced this in my situation i was totally panicking panicking like oh wow jesus if you go through this with me again i will face the same struggles again and i will feel the same fear mm. and it was like really hard for me and the first weeks i was back here it was totally fine but on some point my skin was getting a bit bad again and it was just a bit But, you know, I totally freaked out inside of me. I totally get this feelings back, this fear back. Everything I felt on this time, I got it back. And I was like, God, what happened right now? And it influenced me so much that even my dreams, like for two weeks, I dreamed about flying back home and coming back. Flying back and coming back. I was dreaming this for two weeks. And I was like, God, I really want to be here right now because I know you want me to be here. But this is burying me so much and I don't know how to get rid of it so Jesus please please take this worries from me take this from me give me something how I can um, really be trusting in you that this is going away again and that I can just focus on being here And for me, it was something super simple. God opened a way for me with uh, actually Eunice soap. I don't know if you know that Eunice is making soap. She gave, I, I shared it with her on some point that I'm going through this right now and that's kind of bothering me again and that I can't get rid of this fear, kind of. And she's handing me her soap and since I'm using the soap, my skin was getting better again. And I was like, wow, man, why I was so dumb and worrying so much about myself? You know, I was like, wow, it was so easy to trust Jesus. Jesus provided already my way. And I was still getting this fear back and worrying again and be getting angry again on God. And he already prepared something. But it was just a question. Am I trusting God in this? Am I trusting God in this situation that he will do it and that I really can go into his will and that he's laying a foundation out of stone in my life and that even if their storms are coming, it will not influence me, it will not break me, it will not push me down or anything. And I, and I wrote something else down. We aren't able to control what is happening in our lives. But we are able to control how we will deal with it. So we aren't able what's happening to us. Because some, sometimes other people are inf um, involved in this and we cannot take care of their decisions as well. And then someone is coming up on us and doing something with us and we're like, what the heck is happening right now? 
But it's not about this. It's not about what's happening. We can't control this. But we can control how we deal with our situations. Are we taking these worries as our own and we're just saying like, God, my life is so bad and I don't know what to do and I, I will quit right now because I, I don't know anything? Or are we just trusting him and we laying it on his feet and saying, God, I will trust you with this and I really want to trust you right now that you will provide me a victory in that. I was listening to a sermon of Heidi Baker the other day and she was saying, if you're not quit, you win. And that's actually super easy, but that's the truth truth if you're not quit you will win and sometimes we are often so um yeah kind of like we want to quit on some points because it's so easy to quit but God never said he will walk with us the easiest way he always wants to go with us the way that actually changed us changed us the most the way we will be transformed the most. And that's not the easiest way. That's maybe the most hardest way we ever will go to, but it's the way that transform you more and more, that will transform you more and more in his presence, that will transform you, that will get you a deeper relationship with God as well, that will draw you closer to his, to his intimacy. He wants you to um, develop in your life. And that's, that's again the question, I, am I trusting Jesus with my situations, with my circumstances right now, whatever will happen? And uh, I learned something else, and I think it's quite, um, it, it's just something that um, really go with it as well. We aren't able to control what is happening, but we're able to control, we will deal with it. And uh, the second thing I learned in this is God isn't calling us out of our situations. Often he's calling us in our situations. Paul is saying this in, I think, 1 Corinthians, that he's saying, if you are a slave and you came to Christ, just stay in the stage of a slave. Stay. Because God want, doesn't want us like to go out of it. He actually called us to be in the place you are right now. He said, you are right now there for a purpose not by mistake not by accident you're there by a purpose and i want to use this purpose and i want to use you in this situation even if it's the stage of being a slave or something he wants us to be there right now because he has a purpose and a plan for it to develop us in this situation and uh, this is something i want to encourage you with even if you have relationships if you are not um, feeling good in your job if you're having something else that burdens you and you just don't know how to deal with it, be the change your situation needs. Be the change your situation needs. And sometimes that means you're called in this situation, you're called in this relationship, and you should go through it. And sometimes even that can mean the direct opposite, to leave this relationship, to leave this situation. I can give you something like, this is always the same thing you should act it's not like this. You need to trust Jesus and you need to ask him about wisdom, what you should do in this situation. But it's always like, don't wait for the change. Be the change your situation needs. Ask God what's the, what's the thing he really wants to do in this situation right now. And I really want to encourage you in that, that you seek the Lord, that you seek him. And then the peace of God stands guard over our hearts and over my, our minds. We have this peace in every situation if you're just willing to give everything to God, if you're willing to give it to him, if you're willing to trust him. And then this peace will stand guard over our hearts and our minds.
I um, have another scripture. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace. Seek peace in everything you do. Seek peace in every moment where you are. Paul wasn't shocked at all about his situation. He wasn't shocked that he was in prison. He wasn't questioning God. How can you use me right now? Why can I not be outside somewhere on the mission field and do something for your glory? He was like still there writing his letters to every uh, church he knows. Why? Because he was to change his situation needs. He he just did whatever he was able to do. He, he controlled, maybe not the situation, what happened to him, but he controlled how he was dealing with it. He made, he made the best out of it, and he made the real best out of it because we still have these letters right now. What would we do without these letters right now? So, and this is something I'm, I'm so impressed by Paul, and it's such a huge example for myself that I want to be rejoiceful, full of joy in the midst of darkness, in the, in the midst of the storm, in the midst, midst of the wilderness, wherever I am, I will just focusing on God and say, okay, you put me in this situation. You put me in this place right now. I want to trust you that it's for your glory. I want to trust you that you want to do something right now in this moment with me, through me, with your Holy Spirit. And this is something we only can do if we have invincible peace of God. And we only can do it if we have a laid foundation that is strong. This is on the word of God. That's on his promises he gave us for our life. And uh, I, I really want to encourage you to, to seek and pursue peace in Jesus. That you stay active in your spirit to keep this peace. It's not like we can just say, it's like what I said. You can't develop a foundation over one night. It's something you do over years. Over years of discipleship. So it's something you still need to feed your mind and your heart with uh, the word of God, with uh, intimacy and, and a relationship with God. And this is not something that comes overnight. It's something we really need to work on it as well. Stay active in your spirit to keep, uh, to keep the peace and bring your worries to Jesus. Because I was writing something down and uh, because if you're not giving your worries to Jesus, you actually start sinning. Why I'm saying this? Because if you start giving your trust, your worries, you will stop walking in the will of God. You will stop walking because you're too afraid to do one more step. And in this moment where you stop walking in the will of God, that's the definition of sin. We are not willing to go with God anymore. We're not willing to do the will of Him in our lives. We turn away from His plans and we start going our own way. And that's the moment where worries really need to be laid on Jesus, really need to be laid on the cross, that we really can say, hey, I will trust Jesus alone because he's my cornerstone and he's my victory in every situation. And I was um, thinking about how can we keep this peace? If we are asking God for this peace, how can we keep this peace? And I was just actually thinking about really easy things we can develop in our life. So the first thing is, uh, what kind of people are around you? What kind of people are your friends? Are these people who always talk about burdens, who always talk about the negative side of life? Or are these people who, um, 
who encourage you to, to, to take a step of faith, to risk it. They are like seeing the best in every bad situation. That people who remind you on um, staying firm on your foundation, people who remind you that you have a good God even if your situation isn't. And are these people who really uh, want you to come closer to God or are these people to keep you away from God? And this is something you need to reflect in your life and you need to think about it. What kind of person I have in my life? Maybe where do I need to change something? Maybe where do I need to add more people who give me um, a good way? Like where, do I, where, where can I develop more friendships? Where are people who encourage each other? Um, even in church, let us be like this. Let us be people who be totally encouraging each other even if we go in the midst of storms. Let us be encouraging to each other. The second thing we're thinking about is like write down everything good God did for you. I have actually a journal at home and I was writing down when, when God is doing something amazing in my life and God is giving me a breakthrough, I will write it down. I will write it down because in some moments if you're super depressed, you will forget all the good things God did in your life and you only will remember the bad things. And then that's the time where you open this book and where you just read what God did good in your life. And you remind yourself and you're keeping your spirit and your mind focused on the good things God did in your life. And the other thing is, we really need to proclaim the last thing, and that's the most important thing. We really need to proclaim every day what Jesus did on the cross for us. That it's not something, yeah, Jesus died on the cross for me. I know that I'm a Christian for so long. I know that's basic stuff. No, that this is something I really believe every day. And I will proclaim this every day, every minute of my life. That I really know Jesus died for me on the cross. And this has so much power for me. This has so much power that it transformed my life already so much. And it will do it again and again and again. Yeah, actually, um, I'm kind of at the end right now. I just wrote it down, like, I think three statements. Seek peace. Bring your worries to God and stay active in your inner peace. And maybe I just can ask the um, worship team to come back to maybe sing one song again. And uh, I just want to ask you this morning, do you trust Jesus with everything? Do you trust Jesus with everything in your life? Where are things you always keep in your heart you don't share with anyone? you're having in your, in your heart where you have burden, where you don't know, how can I go any further with that? I'm not willing to go because I can't trust him. I would so much pain about this situation. Jesus wants us to be overcomer. Jesus wants us to overcome every situation. And this is my question for you this morning. Where do you want to overcome a situation? Where do you want to overcome pain and hurt? If I was not willing to come back to this place, If I wouldn't come here, I would never overcome this fear of maybe if I go back to mission, then I will get this skin problem again. Maybe then I will, will come again and I'm not able to go. So this is my question. Where do you have this, this, this fear, this worries in your heart and you, you don't know how you can deal with it? Just lay them down before Jesus and asking him, And say, I trust you, Jesus. I trust you right now in this situation that you can handle it, that you can do the best out of it, and that I really rely on you, and that I'm depending on you. I'm independent of my circumstances. I'm depending on you. I, I want to pray. 
Jesus, on this morning, I really want to pray for my dear sisters and brothers in Christ, Jesus, who are sitting here and listening to what you wanted to speak to them. And I really want you, Holy Spirit, to influence every heart right now, every mind right now. And I really want to invite you that you start speaking to every one of us. Start speaking and pointing on the things in our life that are, yeah, that we are hiding from everyone, that we are not showing to anyone because we're too afraid, we have so much pain in this situation, or we don't want it to give it to anyone. I really want to pray right now, Jesus, that you come in this moment, that you show us what it is, and that you help us to give it totally to you. Build a firm foundation in our life. Build a firm foundation that we can trust on you, Jesus. I want to pray for that, Jesus, for healing in our hearts, healing in our minds, and let us be rejoiceful, joyful, every single minute in our life, Jesus, what you have done on the cross for us, Jesus. I want to say thank you for that, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray.